This week on Friday Night History, Gyutan, an enterprising Sendai chef, the U.S. military's occupation-era supply chain, and a culinary delight that endures to the present. Salutations, you fantastic denizens of the internet. This is Dr. Nairi A. Bakalyan, and you are listening to Friday Night History, your favorite historical romp with your favorite history dyke. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, and this is true especially in war and post-war reconstructions. Today's subject, Gyutan, is the result of that kind of invention. Gyutan is a portmanteau. Gyu is beef, while tan is a transliteration of tongue. In other words, grilled, thinly sliced cow tongue. Today, Gyutan is one of the most recognizable quintessentially Sendai food items, but unlike Zundamochi and Sendai Miso, it's relatively recent, even if the history of the oxen in Sendai is not so recent. Let's sidebar, because in order to talk about oxen in Sendai uh, as food in the present day, we need to talk about Date Masamune's contingency plans for the likelihood of taking over Japan in the 17th century. Just wait, it'll make sense. Four centuries ago, shortly after founding the castle town that became the modern city of Sendai, Date Masamune (1567–1636) had aspirations of overthrowing the Tokugawa shogun and ruling Japan himself. If he was going to do that, however, he needed to make provision for the Mikado, the emperor, from whom the ultimate authority to rule Japan originated. The Tokugawa family had made provision for this, which it ultimately maintained for the duration of the Edo period. Maintaining the goodwill of the emperor and the imperial court was essential to ensuring that the emperor continued to endorse the legitimacy of a would-be shogun or other kind of hegemon, as had been Toyotomi Hideyoshi in the latter case. The thing to remember, though, is that the ruling emperor needed extremely specific, extremely expensive provision for transport, lodging, food, and pretty much everything. Rather central to this was the ritual view that the emperor's person, their body, was sacrosanct. And I'm not just talking in vague terms here. I mean extremely sacrosanct to the point that a ruling emperor could not shave or trim their nails because blades were not allowed to touch the person of a ruling emperor. So, with that understood, the place an emperor could sleep in also had to be special. Not just the head of a room, but a raised chamber or dais even more exalted than that. The most exalted room where the ruling lord or his family would stay was the Jodan no Ma, upper room. But even they didn't get the very highest place, a room for the emperor and their family, which was the Jo Jodan no Ma, upper upper room. So... To prepare for the emperor's potential, and for a while at least quite likely, visit, Masamune had a Jojo Danoma built in Sendai Castle and another in Zuiganji, one of his family's Buddhist temples. Yes, Sendai Castle was Masamune's residence, but it was also a military installation and strategic asset, so it was a location that was off-limits to people from outside Date lands. Local historian and folklorist Mihara Ryokichi notes that when the House of Date did receive dignitaries from elsewhere in Japan, any reception 
would happen in the residence of the Moniwa family, a senior vassal family in service to the Date, who you've heard about in some prior episodes, who had quite a fabulous estate of their own in the Sendai Castle town. So to build a room like this in Sendai Castle itself, when the Date family would receive no other outsiders, should say something about how seriously Masamune took these matters. In both cases, this chamber was so exalted that even our man Masamune, fourth wealthiest daimyo in Japan, did not dare enter. He would open it once a year for cleaning, dress in his court garb, and bow reverently toward it before closing the door again. But this wasn't all. He also kept a herd of oxen in a barn in Haranomachi in the Sendai castle town, expressly meant to pull the emperor's horen. A horen is a type of carriage made for the use of the emperor and their immediate family. It could take the form of a palanquin borne by human bearers, but one type of it, which Masamune was concerned with here, was ox-drawn. Neither the castle's jojodan no man nor the oxen were ever called upon for their original purpose. The herd of several dozen oxen, in the absence of an imperial visit, were maintained in their barn in Haranomachi by Masamune's descendants. Think of them and their practical use as a domain motor pool. They were applied to the practical purposes of hauling official goods of date retainers in the Sendai area, particularly during moves, as well as on duty alongside the local canals. Meanwhile, the first emperor to visit Sendai was Meiji during his Tohoku regional tour in Meiji 14, 1881. He stayed at the other Jojo Danoma in Zuiganji Temple, in Matsushima, and by that point, Sendai Castle was headquarters of what became the 2nd Infantry Division, and the old castle Jojo Dandoma no longer existed. I've seen the room in Zuiganji in person 15 years back as I record this, and it's still marked, cordoned off, and carefully preserved. The sliding doors and the art that decorates them are breathtaking. Anyway, so with all that said, this should give you an idea of how far back the oxen go in Greater Sendai. Told you it would make sense. But it was not the beginning of beef consumption in Japan. That wouldn't come until after the Restoration. So oxen weren't new in the area in the late 1940s when gyutan was invented. Let's fast forward to 1948. The Second World War is finally over, and the US occupation was in its third year at the tail end of what MacArthur's report on the occupation referred to as the military phase of the occupation. There were GIs at bases all around Miyagi Prefecture. A U.S. Army Japan list I found noted 13 bases in the prefecture, most of which are still Japan's self-defense forces or Japan Coast Guard bases today, like Kasumi no Me Air Base or the Ojojihara Maneuver Area. Most notably and centrally placed was Camp Shimofenig, a base in the Kawauchi district, inside the Hirose River's bend, on the site of Sendai Castle's outer baileys, and the, by that point, former headquarters of the Imperial Army's 2nd Infantry Division. It doesn't exist anymore. SDF forces in the Sendai city limits are mostly at Kasuminome Air Base, but some of its buildings are still extant as part of the Tohoku University Kawauchi campus. A Robust logistical network brought the GIs at those bases the necessities of day-to-day -day life. They were not allowed to eat the local produce. 
my doctoral advisor, who did a tour of duty in Japan not long after the occupation ended, mentioned more than once that there was a standing order for GIs not to eat local produce because night soil was still a common fertilizer and thus a potential health risk. He once told me also that one of the turning points of his life was realizing that he could, in fact, eat the local produce off base in Japan and not die of dysentery. As for meat, as there isn't much arable land in Japan, beef had to be imported for the occupation troops' culinary use, just like beef in general, even today, has to be imported for the general public from the United States or Australia. Generally speaking, these GIs were living in mostly a bubble on their own basis, and they generated a lot of food waste while everyday Japanese people were, by and large, still food insecure. So as a result, a great deal of innovation happened in order to address that urgent need by the civilian population. Remember, this is also the era that gave us instant ramen, the most enduring and ubiquitous form of that innovation. Ando Momofuku, a Taiwanese-Japanese entrepreneur, witnessed the hardship and food scarcity in early post-war Japan and developed instant ramen as an alternative to the bread that the Ministry of Health had been encouraging people to eat, which had been made from wheat that had been sent by the United States as food aid. His rationale was that it would have wider appeal with the Japanese public as bread's history in Japan was relatively short and noodles' history was far longer. His noodles went on to feed not only people in need in the post-war reconstruction, but of course went on to be a staple food worldwide and beloved even by denizens of many an American college dorm. Meanwhile in Sendai, a chef originally from Yamagata named Sano Keishiro, who ran a grilled chicken restaurant called Aji Tasuke, realized that the U.S. mess halls around Greater Sendai were getting a lot of beef, but they were throwing out stuff like the tongues and tails. He was able to buy them for the proverbial pennies on the dollar and experiment with them in dishes at his restaurant over the next few years. While oxtail is a well-known dish, as in oxtail soup, this didn't do too well in Sendai, but after that early period of experimentation, Gyutan debuted on Ajitasuke's menu in 1950. Marinated overnight, then barbecued over charcoal, it's excellent bar food. It did amazingly well and started a local and then national phenomenon. Today, along with things like zundamochi and sendai miso, gyutan is established as a renowned item of sendai cuisine, in grilled form on its own or served as part of donburi. It's a little tricky to make at home because of how hard the cow tongue meat is to cut, but I've done it successfully before with a good knife and by putting the meat in the freezer for a little bit first. Depending on where you get your meat, you can find cow tongue pre-sliced in some places. Namiko Chen of Just One Cookbook, my go-to for a lot of Japanese recipes, has a recipe for it. If you're listening to the podcast version, follow the link in the blog post. And when international travel becomes possible again, drop by Ajitasuke. Its main location is still in downtown Sendai and still serving up gyutan today at Ichibancho 4 Chome 413 in Alba Ward. And in the meanwhile, you can check out its website at aji-tasuke.co.jp. And something tells me that even Date Masamune, who built a barn of oxen for a long-shot bid to welcome the emperor upon taking over Japan, 
would have approved of Sano Keishiro's ingenuity. I'm Nairi, and this has been Friday Night History. Now, questions? Friday Night History is a weekly historical romp with me, your favorite history dyke, Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian. Our theme is Buga Blue, written by Craig Friedrich, performed by the U.S. Army Blues, and available royalty-free at pixabay.com music. This and more is made possible by listeners like you. To support Friday Night History and the rest of my work, sign up today at patreon.com slash riversidewings. That's all for this week of Friday Night History. Next week, Sendai Suzume Odori, the Sendai Sparrow Dance. Stonemasons, Military Secrets, our man Date Masamune, and dancing like a drunken bird in downtown Sendai. Hope to see you there. And remember, who you are and what lights your fire is worth fighting for. I'll see you around. <laughs>